You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to Episode 5 in the series on how to tell a story. Today, we begin with the beginning, how to begin a story. Now, for your purposes, our purposes, what this means is how you open any communication. A formal presentation to a large group of people, a one-on-one communication, you on video communicating a personal or a business message. Communication is a story, always. And your intention at the top of your communication should always be to immediately engage your audience, to grab their attention. Let's begin with two real examples. I was in the audience for one of these, and the other one I experienced on a video. The one on the video, the presenter came onto the stage, the audience was clapping, they were excited because there was a lot of anticipation about this particular person. And he just waited until he found a moment to break through the noise. He looked at the audience, and just by looking and standing still, they began to quiet down. And then he just said, What do you do? When your dream dies, the camera went to the audience who was now completely quiet. You could hear a pin drop. He had them. He had them right in the palm of his hands. This was a talk about a network marketing opportunity. The presenter was Randy Gage. Now, If he had been anything, let's say he wasn't that great a presenter, he might have started by saying, hello, and my name is Randy Gage, and I want to thank you so much for being here, blah, 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 blah. Not compelling. He opened with something that was so relevant to them because the opportunity he was going to present would enable them to live their dreams if they chose it. Now, this is one that I heard. I was a member of the audience. The presenter, again, was Randy Gage. His style is is just beautiful. It's, It's something, it's easy to emulate. He always comes onto the stage and he takes a moment to center himself to uh, achieve a stillness in himself. And then he looks at his audience. Remember, I said, you can do this. 
if you're just communicating one-on-one to a person, too. He looked around at the audience, and then he said, Will you ring the bell or answer the bell? And then he was quiet. He immediately had engaged people. In fact, many of us began to answer the question. A lot of people said, we would ring the bell. And then he was able to continue. He had the audience in the palm of his hands. This was an audience of professional network marketers from all over the world, from all different companies. Every one of them were there to learn the habits, the uh, skills to use to build um, their businesses from small to big to empire level. Notice a couple of things. These were open-ended questions. They could not be answered with a yes or a no. Why? Because if a question can be answered with a yes or a no, it's not going to arouse curiosity. These questions demand an answer. The audience can't help themselves. They're hooked. Their minds want to know what that answer is, and they're waiting for that person to reveal it. Of course, these questions must be relevant to your audience at all times. So the kinds of questions that you choose, you determine them by the intention. What do you wish to happen at the end of your communication, at the end of your story? And who is your audience and what are they looking for? What is the main thing that they came here to hear, to learn from you? Questions. Another powerful thing to um, open with would be a bold statement. Let's say I'm talking to a group of people who are really interested in improving their nutrition and losing weight. I could open with This is the first time in our history where children will die before their parents. By the way, unfortunately, that's true right now because of bad eating habits, childhood obesity, etc. But that is a bold, compelling statement. And to an audience of people who are really concerned about nutrition, That will arouse their curiosity, grab their attention, and create immediate engagement with what you're going to say. You could also open with a very shocking statistic. I don't have one here now off the top of my head, but depending on your topic, you find the statistic that really uh, jolts people, open with that. You can also open with a prop. Yes, with a prop. I coached a woman who was giving a weight loss presentation. And she was just, she was losing sleep over how am I going to begin? You know, how it's going to, how, 
people have heard so many talks about weight loss, and I suggested that she go to a store and buy a yo-yo, a simple yo-yo. Bring it onto the stage with her, hold it up, show it to the audience, and the first words were, what is this? Of course, everybody started playing. They smiled. They said, it's a yo-yo. She goes, of course, it's a yo-yo. And do you remember how much fun yo-yos were to play with? They all did. They go, yes, absolutely. She smiled. She began to play with the yo-yo, simply letting it drop to the ground and come up on its string. Nothing fancy, no tricks. And as she was doing that, she said, yes, it's a lot of fun unless you are at the end of the string, caught in an ongoing cycle of yo-yo diets. She had their attention. In fact, one woman came up to her after and said, you know what? Your talk has changed my thinking. It's, it's changing my life. This woman enrolled in the speaker's program. You can come up with many, many different ways depending on your imagination. The point is that Whatever you use should immediately engage and arouse curiosity. Now I'm going to give you an example from a story, an actual story, a short story that is based on real events. Now this is from a book by a journalist. So a journalist is not a fiction writer. This is a person who writes about important news events. But he wrote a book, his name is John Franklin, and John is spelt J-O-N, and it's simply called Writing for Story. Craft Secrets of Dramatic Nonfiction by a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. So I'm going to tell you what the real events are first. There was a woman who lived in Baltimore. Her name was Mrs. Kelly. And she had a serious condition, health condition. She had a brain aneurysm. And a brilliant brain surgeon came in to attempt to save her life. If he could successfully get to the aneurysm and stop it from doing its damage she would live. If not, she would die. So the story is that he came in, he did his surgery, he failed, she died. That is guaranteed not something that you will remember for a long time. It would not be front page news. It would be a small news item buried somewhere, maybe on page 10, page 15 of the newspaper. However, John Franklin wrote a story, and he calls it Mrs. Kelly's Monster. And this is the first paragraph. In the cold hours of a winter morning, Dr. Thomas Barbie Ducker, chief brain surgeon at the University of Maryland Hospital, rises before dawn. His wife serves him waffles, but no coffee. Coffee makes his hands shake. That short paragraph engages us immediately. Why? Because it 
thrusts us into the middle of an action that's already in progress. It introduces a central character, and it gives us some seemingly odd details, and we're wondering, why are they important? So, she serves him waffles, but no coffee. Coffee makes his hands shake. So we can begin, our minds can begin to work on, well, I guess if he's a surgeon, he needs his hands to be steady, and and that would be true, but it's not revealed yet. And because it isn't revealed yet, it grabs our attention. Let's jump to paragraph two. In downtown Baltimore on the 12th floor of University Hospital, Edna Kelly's husband tells her goodbye. For 57 years, Mrs. Kelly shared her skull with the monster. No more. Today, she is frightened but determined. What a brilliant second paragraph. She shared her skull with the monster. As soon as we read that or hear that, we go, what? How do you share your skull with a monster? And who or what is this monster? We want to know. Also, an aneurysm is a clinical word. It's something that is hard for us to engage with. I mean, unless, of course, we've experienced an aneurysm ourselves. When we hear the word, it's a word that talks to your head, not as much, if at all, to your heart. But by calling the aneurysm a monster, the author has now turned it into a living character in the story, and that immediately raises the stakes, and we become engaged. We become emotionally involved. Notice something else. We began in Dr. Thomas Barbie Ducker's home, and then we immediately cut to a different character in a different location. Isn't that the way many movies, good movies, begin and, in fact, continue to tell their stories? They thrust you into an action, a scenario, a scene where something is happening and you want to know and it doesn't give you all of the details and you want to know what they are. And before you find out, Bang, you're in another scene. Now, the storyteller has the obligation to pull all of those threads together. Of course, if you don't, if you leave them uh, unexplained, you've cheated the audience, they'll feel it, and you will lose them. But if you pay off, you deliver on your promise, you had them at the beginning. You have them through the middle. You will definitely have them at the end. And that, my friends, for people in business, is priceless. With that, you build trust. You build incredible rapport. And then people are open to the offers that you make. If you want to learn more about powerful 
ways to communicate, to open your communication. Just start watching the beginnings of movies. I have probably said this in a previous episode, but it's worth saying again. Watch the beginning of Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Watch it with a stopwatch. And then take note of the moment when the first word is spoken. See how much time has elapsed. I think you'll be surprised. You'll also be surprised that without dialogue, through the actions that you were shown, you were engaged and you were following a story. This stuff is life-changing. It's revenue-creating. And it's a lot of fun. Always pique your own curiosity and excitement by asking, how can I? change my story and change my life. Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.